Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the HLP. And I'd like to say happy early Halloween to everyone who is listening to this right before Halloween on its release date of 1028. If you are looking for a treat just for yourself and you want to get some new dice as that treat, go ahead, go on over to Die Hard Dice. Use the code HLP Fall 21 which is our new quarterly dice code, active until the end of December. And you can get 15% off your own set of dice as your own little trick-or-treat for yourself. And it does help support the show. So we appreciate if you'd go ahead and use that code if you're feeling like a little treat for yourself. That is all I have for this week. So with that, I will go ahead and welcome you all to episode 168. Rags Mauda and the Backbreakers. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 168. It's a pretty warm room for that thick cream, Brooks, which you had sitting over there. Oh, thanks, Griff. I, I do have the Patreon. First, first of all, you're welcome, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> first of all. Yeah, well, I haven't shaken it up yet. Or uh, mix it together. Are you supposed to shake it up? <laughs> well, no top, bud. <laughs> there no is lid. no top. Well, what are you going to stir it with? Well, I think you might just blow bubbles. Hold on a sec. Oh, come on. This way I can lick it from the top. No. Oh, he's... I don't like slapping that. Slapping it up like he's a like, dog. He's a little cat over there with his sweet saucer of cream. Delicious. All over his whiskers. It, it really All is. over his whiskers. <laughs> uh, this is, this mm. is a delight to watch. Gotta, 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 gotta suck it down a little bit just to... Just to get to that creamy finish. So what's what's the full drink? You're not drinking a <laughs> cup of heavy cream. That is true, listeners. Uh, believe it or not, uh, it might surprise you. But uh, <laughs> three might surprise you. This is called Dark Moon. It is uh, one and a half cups of cold brew coffee, a half cup of coffee liqueur, a half cup of spiced rum, a can of Coke. And heavy whipping cream. Scaled down for one beverage. Yes. I was about to say. Because the original was for eight. I would yeah. have enjoyed the full volume. It is It is delicious. I apologize. Who? who? Sir Newt. Sir Newt. Oh, you're lovely. Oh, we like him. Beautiful human. Yes. Thank you. He would suggest a cream drink. He would. Get out of here. This is a little schemer over there. This is one of the only times that I think it's it's appropriate. Well, it's so good. It's a coffee drink. You're, so you're more I'm than glad you got it. You, you guys want to try some of my creamy drink? Some of your sweet, sweet cream. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Can I lap it from the top you like put you? It like that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, I'm not going to do. I that. mean, it's about the experience and the sensations. Steve doesn't lap things up if unless he's wearing his ears or my collar <laughs> or, or his collar, <laughs> one or the other. Oh, that is pretty tasty. It's not exactly you know, what you would expect. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting with the coke in there. I mean, not not necessarily in a bad way. It's just it's like a good version of the uh, coffee coke that we tried like twenty episodes. Oh ago. Yeah. yeah, it's like pretty good version. Yeah, of that. yeah, yeah. Well, Steve, what what do you got over there? I got something that I'm pretty excited for. This is my first of the beers that I'll be cracking into that we got from our pilgrimage to Philly. This is a lemon meringue beer from Evil Twin Brewing. It is a fruited sour ale with lemon and marshmallow flavor. Oh, that sounds like it's going to be good. Yeah, man. I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna, yeah, I'll, I'll pass that down. You. Oh, that's that's good. Yeah. Evil Twin, get at me. Let me let me get my mouth on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. You going to lap it out of the can? <laughs> mm. Only if I could leave a little bit around the rim and then... Like oh, sip yeah, the river. Yeah. Mm, that is delicious. You know, so. I, I think we should try and do this three times in a row. Because <laughs> I also have a beer that I'm pretty excited to try from uh, Hitchhiker Brewing out of Pittsburgh. It's a limited blend imperial stout with peanut butter and coffee. Mm. Mm. She a little foamy. A little fizz on that. Oh, boys. Boys, take a lap. Take a lap. See Everybody if I can't put my tongue into this aluminum can. Jeez. Oh, that's really pleasant. Pretty wow. aggressive when you're tongue in my can. Wow. That is actually really good. <laughs> is this uh is this, is this the March episode 169? I just I was gonna say, I don't know why this wasn't saved for next episode. Oh, mm. You just know it's gonna be worse. It is. <laughs> I just want to keep that. 90 minutes of this. <laughs> oh, no. No, I really hope not. <laughs> I just want to keep that in my mouth all day. Just savor it. Wait, wait till the next episode. Oh yeah, we know what's coming then. <laughs> or do we? The world oh. may never know. Actually, I know what's coming next episode because I got something good for you, Brooks. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, we're coming, all right. <laughs> it's coming around the corner. Haley, what you oh. drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking an Ecto Green Hard Seltzer. It is supposed to be a Pixie Stick Seltzer. But and it's by Untitled Art. My one concern is that recently we've experienced warheads seltzers being horrible. Yeah, we we have had some poor luck with candy seltzers. I will say that done real dirty. How about that one? How is it? It's it's it really is pixie stick. Mm. Wow, it's it's good. It's uh, but they didn't like over sweeten it. Like it's it's uh, it's pretty good. It's got the like little bit, you know, like little bit of sour. But not too much. I guess. Uh, Follow up question: How tongueable is the can? Uh, no one's getting near it. So, mm. what about my? <laughs> that's, what, that's what you think. What about my schnoz? Can I s- smell it? You can smell it. Mm, thanks. Uh-oh. I'd love to. Let's everybody pass around the waft. Mm. <laughs> oh wow! While, while we're wafting, mm. Haley, Emily, that what, is enjoyable. What you got? That stink. Mm. I have an urban artifact: the gadget, a raspberry and blackberry Midwest. Fruit tart. It is delicious. I'm going to have a sip. I wipe my mouth. Okay. Oh, fuck. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Oh, it does smell a lot like a pixie stick. Yeah. That's pretty tight. It's not overly sour. It's really good. No, it's mm-hmm. it's like it's it's sweet with like a hint of sour. But I'm like, I missed 100% because I was so distracted by everyone else <laughs> passing around my can. What did you hear? I have an urban artifact sour that's a uh, raspberry and blackberry. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. How is it? It is delicious. Would you like mm. to try it? 
I want to get that fizz in my mouth. Just really taste. Why? It. Why? 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 Why we gotta be so weird? This is like, uh, it's it's a little bit early, but it feels like our Thanksgiving episode. Like we're all oh. we're all kind of like sitting around the table, like sharing, <laughs> like, sharing, yeah. you know sharing what? the bounty, sharing the bounty, <laughs> the bounty of the sea. We mm. all have fun, Ooh. interesting drinks. I do think for the Thanksgiving episode uh, that we inevitably plan, right? Uh, no, but <laughs> the mm. episode that comes out on Thanksgiving because it's a Thursday. We should, uh, everyone should buy someone else a drink we genuinely think they'd like and pass that all around. Oh, yeah. I I'll, I'll buy you guys something I think you'd like. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> not, not one of those. Mm. A nice thing. <laughs> Corner of the room of Lord's looking pretty, <laughs> <laughs> pretty tasty. An actual good thing. Mmm, <laughs> is that relative? Forget it. I try to talk about something nice and you all turn it in. Well, speaking of actual good things, I think we need to roll off, don't we? We do. Mm, And I get to watch. (laughs) He likes to watch. (laughs) Got a little devil in him, that boy. Got a little devil in him. I got a 15. 16. Uh, 6. 8. Oh, I guess I'm next. Campbell's out first. Campbell's are out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wasn't this a delight? Look at us. Would you look at us? <laughs> Smiles all around the table. Smiles all around. Everybody's having a the, the bounty of, of coming back from a beer distributor. <laughs> Some in the water, man. We're all giggly tonight. We're all giggly. Everybody's enjoying their drinks. I think we should probably get into the episode, huh? Yes. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess we could. So when last we met our heroes, they had played a game of liar's dice with Captain Avamar Soren Ash and retained their ship, the Backbreaker, and won a map that supposedly will get them or help them find the area of Moon Isle. They also gained the help of a new werewolf named Elizabeth Asher who was uh, newly turned and you had kind of helped through the night, her first full moon. And I think that's where we find you. You, you you're talking to her in the morning. So let's get into it. Y- you have just kind of undone the chains that were tying her to the, to the mast. Well, thank you for um, all of your help uh, in through, through that. I feel like, I'm in a much better state than I might have been in with the Blood Moon Pirates. Now, Captain Soren Ash had said that you're seeking out uh, Moon Isle, is that correct? More particularly, Ragsmouda's Reach. That's correct. We heard that you had a tussle with her at one point, and oh, also... Uh, Brought you some some fresh water and bandages for your chains. I hope you understand that it was for your own good and it was was necessary, unfortunately. Oh, quite. Yes. Um, it makes complete sense, but I appreciate the the kindness. I I did. Well, I was on a ship that was attacked by the Nigul. That's Ragsmouda's galleon. It's quite <laughs> terrifying. I'm not sure if 
anyone else on the, on the ship quite understood what, what that ship actually, what was written on it. It had uh, a phrase, a strange phrase, um, Gigal Omnatopari. It's, it's Golgan. It's, it's from the ancient Golgan civilization. It, it means hope vanishes. It's written on the flag. It's quite strange. I, my interest in Reg's Mauda's Reach, actually, is from my research into the Golgan Empire. I led to believe that... Uh, well, how, how familiar are you with the area? Can I do a knowledge on what uh, what is what's Golgan? Yeah, that would be uh, knowledge history. I'll attempt the check as well. I only got a 23. That's a little higher than my 12. <laughs> <laughs> Just a smidge. Got that 16. Uh, Tulia, you would at least have a passing knowledge that the Golgan Empire was an ancient empire of cyclopses that lived in the shackles. Oh, okay. Like ages ago, before Earthfall. Okay. That's certainly very interesting, but I can't seem to make the connection. How did you come about researching Golgon and end up fighting Resmelda's Reach? Or, excuse me, the, the Nigul? Well, I, I joined with a vessel. It was... It was a vessel sent by the uh, the free captains, the uh, the pirate council, more specifically, to actually engage the Nigul, um, because I was hoping that if we were successful and we could make it to Ragsmouth's reach, you see, the the shackles have the most most of the ruins from the Golgan Empire. I've done a lot of my research on. Uh, the island Devil's Arches, and around some of the more well-known islands, but there is supposedly a hidden ruin, something that coincides with Devil's Arches particularly, that I was hoping to find on Regsmata's Reach if we were able to bypass the Nigul. What is the significance of this hidden ruin? Just historical? I imagine if the free captains were after it, maybe it has some sort of military or powerful significance. The free captains themselves are, are not concerned with the ruins. Uh, I was for research, which is why I offered my expertise to the ship. But the the free captains were interested in, in defeating Rexmalda. She has been kind of a scourge ever since the Eye of Abendego opened up every month. The crux of the matter is that if the island Devil's Arches has two arches. Both of them were used by the Golgan Empire as a portal to hell. I'm led to believe that there's a third arch. Where are y'all thinking that a uh, third arch goes to? From some of the records of, of ruins, I'm led to believe that the Golgan Empire, or at least the part of it that uh, settled here, was using the 
the tray arch is, is what they called this third one. It, it was known as Hell's Forge. It's where they got their weaponry. They had made some sort of contract with Hell. This one uh, supposedly a direct link to some kind of infernal forge. I've figured out what you're doing here, and it's very clever. Like, What connection does Ragsmata have with the Golgon Empire? Why would she have that on her ship? I have to believe that if she's some sort of lich, she must be ancient. Maybe she was a, was a scholar like myself, was curious about the Golgon Empire, or maybe she was a contemporary. How ancient are you thinking she is? Thousands of years? I can't imagine she's from before, before Earthfall. That wouldn't quite make sense with how she survived. I mean, even the stories of rune lords, they still had to go dormant during that time. If, if she were that powerful, I don't think I would have been left alive. Although, that might have been part of it, too. You see, I was carrying with me quite a bit of research and some, uh, what I assumed were minor Golgan artifacts uh, aboard the Nigul, or aboard our ship uh, on our, when we were attacked by the Nigul. Those items were either sunk with the ship or were taken. Are you thinking we should have something? If we can, if we can find it? Well, I'm hoping that it might be enough just to have a scholar or an interest. I mean, that might... We were, we were outright attacked. But I was on a ship that, that's mission was to attack and sink the Nigel. It wasn't a diplomatic mission. I mean, that generally ain't how you make friends. No, but I think that, that um, at least a cursory knowledge of the Golgan Empire or... An interest in it might win favor with Regsmauda. So, you're saying that if we have any Golgon artifacts or at least some sort of knowledge, she might spare us or at least be willing to listen to us long enough to where she's not going to sink our ship? Possibly. Or what I was thinking because I, I don't have any artifacts with me, was that maybe much like the Nigul has a phrase in Golgan written upon its sails, we could do the same. Unfortunately, I do not speak Golgan, and I'm not sure my compatriots do as well. As a scholar, I assume you do? Absolutely, that's how I could read it on the Nigul. What do you think would be a good phrase to use that I'm not sure of. The Nigul has the phrase hope vanishes written upon it. Maybe a play on that. A new hope. Might do. Hope disappears? I think we should go for something more positive, like hope appears. I think the argument to that, being devil's advocate, is maybe if we said something aggressive, she would find respect in that. Like hope disappears. Good call, Ikmar. I knew I was on to something. The, the Golgan words for disappears and vanishes are 
the same word. So, I don't think, I don't think outright copying her is maybe the best idea. What about looking for hope? No, we're not looking for hope. We're looking <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> rich. Wait a minute, that, that makes me think of something, though. We never reached the island. In fact, I was, I was spit upon the shore of one of the various uh, uninhabited islands in the shackles, but it's something that Captain Soranash was saying with the map, that the island appears to move, but maybe it doesn't move. Maybe it vanishes. And maybe that's what she's referring to. That is uh, confusing, but makes sense. The island's name is Hope. I've figured it out. Or maybe it has some connotation with hope for Ragsmauda? I I don't know. And so if we were to write looking for hope... I don't think it's a bad idea to state our intentions. That's a good point. If we are going to attempt a diplomatic approach, being straightforward is a great way to start. Yeah, I think it would not be a good call to be anti-whatever-their-signal said. <laughs> that... That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yes. I have no love for the dead, but there's no reason for us to not treat with her. We should treat with her. I'm all for making friends rather than enemies. I mean, she ain't the lich I'm after, so it doesn't matter me much. And if it gets us to Sawyer that much faster, that's what I'd rather do. We do sometimes have to work with people that don't share our same life outlook. But that doesn't mean we can't help each other. Well, then I can, I can get to writing that in Golgan uh, on the on the mainsail. If we can, if we can take the time to take it down, and if we have paint or something, I am po- in blood. I'm positive Tulia has something in her craft, her mini craft room that she's now created on the ship. Because um, why would she not have yeah, you'd that? Probably write it in Bilgewater if you needed to. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, no. Oh. Lyra cle- keeps that area very clean. Lyra's made a real uh, real bachelor's yeah. den down there. <laughs> yeah, have you, have you changed out your water? It's a lot of <laughs> sc- scattered Mountain yeah. Dew cans down there. <laughs> Lyra has purified food and drink so she can filter out the water for herself. That means you drink it, too? You guys, you guys yeah, hear? don't want to waste the water. You guys hear from, uh, from above the villages. Man, more hot packets. <laughs> yeah, no. my, my bath water is so tasty. Love it. <laughs> Just extra salt. I want to see someone draw Lyra in the art of Disenchanted with the dude in the me flavored water <laughs> bin. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's real classic Lyra shit right there. <laughs> Well, I made I this mean, myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it's like a tea. It's your 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 own tea bag. Like you seep in it just long enough. It mm. gives her life, so probably gives other people life. I know what drink I'm making mm. for you guys for Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh no! Clear as bath water. <laughs> but this is, you know that's gonna be a drink. Oh no! no. <laughs> Next time we get a salty drink, I'm renaming it. Uh, mm, no, thank you. <laughs> so 
we get a, how many times do we get salty drinks? Well, you'd we be can't. Surprised. We, we, <laughs> it's never here. more than zero. <laughs> you'd be surprised. <laughs> I like to think the hot. That's probably how you rename the hot dog water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah, it'd, it'd be like fish stick water. Mm. Uh, All right, let's move on. Not give anybody that okay. idea. But as a as a ship, there's definitely tar. Oh yeah, you, yeah. you guys. You guys certainly have something that you can. Um, although you do have black sails, so you'd probably want to uh, write it in something light. Yeah, chalk. I'm telling you, I'm sure I've got something. But not rain. I'm positive that Tulia has got a uh, has got something that can color spray it. work. No, it would probably dissipate. Right? I was gonna say you could do like a little template and then yeah. color spray <laughs> at it, but glitter <laughs> dust. Ooh. Yep. Oh man! All right, right. So I'm gonna we, say I'm gonna say something awful. It'll be fast. What's Godfather had to eat lately? Because if we need something that's gonna show up on white, oh. we can use that bird shit. All right, <laughs> moving past this. <laughs> I'm about to blast. <laughs> we just keep feeding them terrible food. <laughs> I, I feel sick, guys. I don't know if I can keep steering the ship. <laughs> it's pretty real good. Keep eating. We're going to turn this into the poop deck. <laughs> All right, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> what's next? Well, you, um, as I believe I said last time, there are several days between you and where this map is leading you, and I think you had taken a look at the map and figured out your best course. So you head in that direction, and after a while of open ocean you start to kind of weave between smaller islands and little archipelagos and uh, most of these islands look wholly uninhabited. You're hoping at this point that the allure of the Golgan text on the flag will at least lure the Nigul out, but you do know that it, it only appears once a month or that is how the how the stories have been, I guess, told to you. So you're saying that Rexmelda only shows up once a month and her ship has hope vanishes in, in blood on the side? Uh, on the on the sails. On the sails. Got it, got it. To presumably soak up the blood? Or like those sails probably really soaked it up. Come on, man. I saw it where you were going, and I just Rats ignored Mora. it. When she's on the rag, she goes out. Oh, my God. So funny. I didn't say it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I didn't say it. All right. You guys were thinking it. You little schemer. <laughs> well done, Griffin. This was, this was a great joke. Very deep. Deep. Yeah, a lot of layers here. So over the course of the next couple of days, you could certainly be chatting with Elizabeth, consulting the maps, etc. She would tell you that, at least as far as she knows, Rags Mauda was once a great sorceress who was, I guess, a a friend of or a co-researcher with another sorceress named Grey Warless. And they allegedly, before all of this lichdom, discovered what caused the doom of the Golgon Empire. Hmm. Uh, nobody knows the result of that research, but it killed Grey Whirlis, and it was thought that Regsmalda was killed as well. And so the record of Regsmalda ended a couple thousand years ago uh, until she was found by 
a group of adventurers. Dern would definitely ask about the attack itself. We are certainly going to try a diplomatic solution, but we've already faced one haunted crew of pirates, and he'd like to know if it comes down to a battle, what should we expect? Like, what happened to their crew? Well, when we were attacked, Ragsmauda shouted something in Infernal, I think. I'm not familiar with the tongue. And the ship just stopped. Ours stopped. I remember seeing... Seeing it... It can't have been a singular thing. But the sea seemed to darken around our ship. It allowed Regsmauda to catch us quickly. It seemed as though she could just kind of wave her hand and members of the crew would, would drop and rise again. Uh, she, she, of course, had a skeletal crew of her own that uh, were equally as good at <laughs> killing, um, but she kind of participated from afar. She never left her ship. I, I don't know if it was from fright or um, if I hit my head that when the ship, ship made a, a, a lurch, sickening crunch. I don't know what it came from, but I must have smacked my head on the mast or on the railing. Going overboard, I, I rightly should have died. And when next you awoke, where were you? I was on the shore of a small island, alone. It seems luck or the fates have favored you, Miss Ash. Maybe they have, but I don't know. I was cursed shortly after for having this information, so... And then headed right back into the mouth of the beast with us seems so. Uh, You all seem maybe a bit more (laughs) able-bodied. It's maybe the right word. I am hoping that we don't all die. How positive are you that it was infernal? Uh, I'm fairly certain it was infernal. If it's infernal or a couple other more evil-sounding languages, I I I got that covered realistically. I I could hear and I I can understand that. It was strange to me because she shouted that, but all of her spell casting, everything she said, was in Golgar. That's something I can't help with. Maybe maybe that was her... Infernal's not that uncommon in the magical community, so maybe she was hoping or thinking that would be the... If anything, someone might understand that. If she, it, Maybe she don't... Maybe she don't know common. Maybe that's why she's so angry. She can't have anybody else to talk to. Well, no, if, she, if she's that old. Or that old. If she's that old... And at least at one point was a scholar. You'd think she would maybe find a use in learning the common language. Unless she really didn't want to talk to anyone of this time period. You know, she could also be talking to someone else or something else in Infernal. Actually, that that is a great point. It's not uncommon for fiendish characters to only speak Infernal. And we've heard many references to portals to hell. She could have more friends we need to keep an eye out for. I wonder if she calls them friends to her. Beans, it's not uncommon that they are summoned like your creatures. They very well could be. She'd likely be able to summon some very powerful beasts if she's that old and has studied for that long. Aren't yours like celestial? Or 
Mine are more harrowed. They look more painted. That's very cool. Okay. <laughs> it's an actual feat you can take called harrowed summoning. Ah, I didn't know. I thought you also had celestial ones. My bad. Sweet. Oh, that was just the, the cool feat I took. It, it oh, does yeah. give some bonuses to their stats depending on what cards you draw, and it influences how they appear in the real world. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of harrowed, I assume in your daily prep, what, what are each of your characters doing in kind of their daily preparations as we head to presumably Rags Mauda's Reach? I, all right, so... Uh, we've described before what Durin's room looks like. It's very sparse. He's got his little lab sort of table set up. Every morning he is crafting bombs and mixtures and mixing the right chemicals and measuring how much left of certain things that he has working through his like little personal alchemist table. It's all very structured. He's a, a man who has spent time in the service so like he wakes up at a certain time every day gets to work and then leaves to start or leaves his room to start working on the ship anything that he prepares commonly oh, as sure. an alchemist is there anything he's like taking sure so every day he takes extracts of water breathing at least while we're out on the open sea here as well as an endure elements because that's just a 24-hour one that's nice to keep on just in case it comes into play. Besides that, he's just mixing up his admixtures and stuff. Nothing else that he's actually imbibing with. Gotcha. Ikmer really doesn't have uh, things to prepare necessarily. Obviously, he's going to sharpen his sword once a night. and uh, Once in the night, once in the morning. Yeah, in, instead of uh, preparing spells or extracts or anything like that, he's, he's actually going to consult uh, Elizabeth Asher on the, the geography of the surrounding area. Where can we best defend ourselves in terms of the ship and preparing for this battle? Because she presumably knows the, the waters very well, both, uh, I guess, both Regsmelda and... Elizabeth, so if we can put ourselves in an advantageous position, he, he would consult Elizabeth on that. Uh, she would tell you that at least when her the prior ship that she was on was getting close, she thought to Regsmata's reach, it was just like the the sky darkened. It almost looked like rain, but it was ash, and it kind of obscured. The like she she never got sight of the island because of that, but they were like past all the other islands on the map, and so uh, she would tell you like that's how you would know you're okay. you're getting very close, and so if you see that, like that's where the Nigul attacked. Got it. And is there anything that we could do in terms of I guess seeing through the ash, or I know we can't go shopping for goggles, but right. Uh. She, I mean, she she didn't get that far, so she would tell you as much. Okay. Well, then at least Ikmer would uh, tell that to to everyone in the crew that to be prepared for it, and but also preparing the crew for battle. Absolutely. Anything Tulia does? Uh, Tulia realistically doesn't do a lot of things special to prep for the day. 
she would change into her like red tinted sunglasses that give her constant death watch since she knows we're going into that and are going to be dealing with some sort of creature or multiple creatures. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, she, I mean, she'd probably be in her room messing around with some of her current objects, maybe even taking notes on those. And if she had spotted on anybody else something cool, at some point she'd probably ask to look at it and, like, research it. But as far as what she's doing to prep for the day, uh, there aren't any, like, standard spells that she puts on. I just don't really have a lot of those, and there's not any other sort of standard stuff um, that she would do, but she would definitely probably be researching any magical object anyone's uh, willing to allow her to have for a little bit. Sure. Now, we know Lyra does a Harrow reading every morning. Yes, Lyra uh, doesn't necessarily do the Harrow reading at the same time every morning, but when she's able to gather everyone together she does a Hera reading for our group that we have formed here to see how the day is going to go. And every time she does that Hera reading, it gives the whole party a buff for the day. I like to think you do it at like a certain spot. And like after the first day, like Durin catches on. He's very like rank and file. He's always like there. Like, he's not hard to herd. He shows up at 9.30 in the morning and then, <laughs> and then is, like, you know, annoyed when, like, Tulia is off doing something until 10 o'clock or whatever. Like, you can't find her. After okay. after he sees Lyra do it in the same spot around the same time every time, he beats you there. <laughs> he's waiting for her to do the... If it's, like, a 9.30, quote-unquote, he's there, like, 9.25. Oh, yeah. Lyra's definitely late sometimes. She'll be, like, on her way and then sees something in the ocean and just stares until someone breaks her out of it. Yeah, meanwhile, it's like Tulia is so distracted about what's going on. It's one of those, she would be running along the the ship and then like look over and be like, oh, shit, I have to get to that type of moment. Like that's her personality for sure. Ikmer's chatting up the crew. Yeah, I'd like, I, I think Ikmer's like kind of celebrity status on the ship. A little bit. The crew gives him shit with the principal of but like they know him and they know that he like they know what an important figure he is and they know the connection he has to their captain and all that stuff. So they they kind of yeah. After a couple of days, or like you know any of them that's taking a break as you're like walking around wants to shoot the shit with you. Oh yeah, and certainly didn't forget that Anya was was the captain. So he he would absolutely sit with her very very like frequently and chat about adventures and talk about the past. Yeah. Lyra also makes time every day to find Ikmer and talk with him a little bit, but also cast water breathing on <laughs> the both of us uh, because we are on a ship and. Ikmer probably can't swim super well with all of his armor on, so. Yo, how many people can you cast that on? Oh, she can, she can share it. I'm wondering if I can get in on that. Yeah, if we're all together, so I guess she could do it at the Harrow reading, uh, then we can split it three ways. It just won't last as long. Got it. Much like your, uh, much like the timing, Durin's already got one reading on him before he gets to the meeting. He looks at a wristwatch that he does not have. <laughs> Actually, Ikmer can swim very well in his armor because oh. 
because of his archetype. He can yeah, move that very armor well. master thing really just like dang removes almost all of the penalties from wearing armor. Uh, okay, why don't you do the hero reading? Yeah, so Lyra gets out her deck. She does the choosing, and then she draws nine cards. How much does the water bidding get reduced by? So it's two hours per level, and we split it equally amongst the three of us. I can cast it more than once, though. So it'd be 22 hours. 22 hours divided by three. Seven. And some. You probably do 14 each with two castings. Yeah. Yeah, so I could always do um, spend three points immediately with my Arcane Reservoir every day and just increase it by 50% as well. I mean, it's only a third level spell. Oh, okay. So, yep, yep, yeah, yep. I can just use two of them as long as we, uh, like, get lunch together or something. <laughs> yes. Sorry, this is the price you have to pay to get your water breathing. You have to hang out with me. Come on down <laughs> to the bilge. Come on down to the bilge. Oh, sorry, you're not going to last very oh. long in the bilge without Ex- the water breathing. Excuse me, but I did recently use purified food and drink, so it's clean. <laughs> it's clean water, I promise. I cleaned it today. Are your hero cards soggy? They're laminated. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Lyra would keep her stuff in like a waterproof bag. I think of it as essentially a bear bag except for water. One of the ones that's hung up in the... I, I like the the idea of them just being soggy. And it's not like you can shuffle them. Yeah, that would infuriate Darren. Oh, <laughs> she has to, like, yeah, she has to, like, squish them down to wring out the water Ugh. before yeah. the readings. Like, every day, Tulia is just casting mending, just to, like, <laughs> make sure they're okay. <laughs> this is the longest I've ever had these cards. <laughs> Just going through a pack a week. So Lyra had three wisdom cards, the Eclipse, the Mute Hag, and the Winged Serpent. So that means we all get a plus one on all saving throws for the whole day. Sweet. Nice. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry again. What was that? Um, we have to choose if it's like intelligence, charisma, strength. Wisdom. Wisdom. Thanks. The stars. stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, just a static plus one on saves. That's so cool. It's an insight bonus, too. Yeah. Not easy. That is pretty rare. I just you know, it's, it's funny that you bring up, like, the Harrow cards being needing to be laminated. They never have had to be. They don't get wet. I don't think you guys have ever detected magic on Lyra's Harrow cards. I can, though. I can also detect magic <laughs> on them. I was going to say, if after, like, the first day of her sleeping face down in the build waters, <laughs> she doesn't immediately ask or need mending on these cards, that's probably something Tulia would want. <laughs> That'd be one of those items she'd want to study. Yeah, you would, if you were looking at them, you'd see that they have a an aura of divination on them. Uh, make me a spellcraft. Yeah, absolutely. I got that at a... Plus uh, 21, except if it's identify magic item properties, which this is. Ooh. It's a 23. Jeez. You're going to beat me. Yep, you bad. beat me. I uh, didn't roll well, so 31. I rolled an 8. 31. So, I rolled an 8. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so do you remember when I described Lyra getting these cards, how they had a blue eye on the back of them? Yes. This looks to you like what are known as fate readers lenses but it's only half what are you bringing 
They better not be able to. Fate Reader's lenses consist of two specifically crafted Harrow decks. These decks sport a stylized image of an eye on the back of each card. One deck's eyes are red, which looks very much like the image you guys have uh, in other campaigns seen tattooed on a Divian. And the other deck's eyes are blue. Each card in the red deck is linked to the corresponding card in the blue deck. The owner can peer through the eyes of any card from the red deck to see whatever is in front of the corresponding blue-eyed card as if using enter image. in the trash. <laughs> All right. Lyra does not know how bad Adivion is, though. The and owner can peer through any red card at will, drawing a random card and peering through it as a standard action while going through the deck and selecting specific cards as a full-round action. Uh, there's a bunch of other rules, but... Uh, I just want you to know that I put this in in episode one. So here's the thing is, Tulio would know what these are Mm -hmm. then. Now, Lyra, I've been spending some time looking at these magical items. Uh, Who did you get these from? Did you you purchase them? These were a gift. I received a hammer reading. Feels like a lifetime ago now. And the man giving the hammer reading, A... He gave me these cards, and later I wrote to him asking for help, and he gave me a cloak. He was a very generous and helpful old man. Okay, so Tulia, though, was in that, in in, in Abaddon, and Eclipse mentioned, did she mention A or Adivion, or both? Eclipse didn't know anything about Adivion. None of you knew anything about Adivion until... Five episodes ago, where you got the, you intercepted the letter from Opal. No, so then Eclipse said it was. That's interesting. Well, uh, Lyra, for you, it was a lifetime ago, because you died. (laughs) (laughs) We've been through so much since then. Your friend, uh, your friend Eclipse, she, she mentioned him when we were in Abaddon. He came, like, she was in his house, and he came to see her. In his house in, a- in Abaddon. That's a rather strange place to have a house, but if he was helping Eclipse... Oh, he, he wasn't helping. He was starving her and forcing her into dehydration and not willing to help her. Lyra looks down at uh, the Harrow deck that she has. Oh. Furthermore, he said he'd been watching them. I presume that would have meant you, too. I've been carrying these cards around the whole time I've been with this party. At least until I died and was separated from them. Again, remind me, did, did, does Eclipse know then that A was working with the Whispering Way? I thought so. I thought there was a note specifically with that. Mm-hmm. So I got some bad news to, to give you more of that uh, bad news. Oh, I don't know if Tulia knows that. Oh, yeah, that's true. And Ikmer doesn't know that. Ikmer doesn't know, and Tulia doesn't know. Tulia just knows A wasn't... Was a bad person. Was an a-hole. Well, I don't really want someone who was hurting my friend to be watching us. That can't be good. If I put these in a lead box, would that at least pause the connection? So technically... He can only see through the face if he if he looks at the face of the same card that you're looking at. So chances are not exact common unless he's filtering through and, and looking at it at the same time that you are. But 
keeping those locked up and face down would be ad ad advisable. Do you have like a, a, a cheap deck that we can keep in a watertight box for y'all? This is the only one I have. It's... It had sentimental value. We must complete this interlude today. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the benefits of the harrow reading. Well, I can do another harrow reading tomorrow, but maybe we just change up the time so it's not predictable when I'll be looking at the cards. I think that in, in, on top of that, but that's a great idea, but I think on top of that, let's cover the cards as you flip them over. And then only look at him, see the result, and then cover him again. Let us have the hero reading below Dex as well, so he can get no clues to our whereabouts. I guess we could all come to the bilge. Yay, party in the bilge! <laughs> I think what, uh, what is in, important to glean from this is not only does he know you're alive, but he knows your faces, presumably. Yeah, and you know, he knows that Lyra and Ikmer are back together. Mm -hmm. Well, we were never really officially together. It was <laughs> Lyra showing her scales off. I know that was an impactful moment for Ikmer. <laughs> I mean, he still talks about it. Polishes the sword once a night, once in the morning. Come on. Polish <laughs> sword at night, sailor's delight. Polish sword in the morning, sailor's warnings. <laughs> Is this like a scry where he can also hear through the cards? Like, would he maybe have picked up we're talking about I, Opal? I would have to read the item description okay. a little bit. Because I think that is also an important distinction for us. If we're looking for Nan Opal and she has forewarning that we are hmm. searching for her. So, I also have been wearing a mask the whole time. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so if I'm looking at this correctly, it's a... It's a visual link. Visual link, okay. and it's only one pair of cards at a time. So, so truly, he's going to have to go through them all every time, which helps us, but... Yeah, I think the, the only thing that is an issue is that, like, technically he has a 9 in 54 or whatever chance of finding a card, because a Harrow spread, when Lyra has the Harrow spread out, is 9 cards, plus the choosing, mm -hmm. etc., so... Wait a sec. Are you using these to make your summons too? Well, oh, yes. oh, Lyra. Oh no. I I could summon without them. They just won't be as powerful summons. I'll start asking the crew members if any of them have a recreational deck. Direct <laughs> <laughs> <Rec> deck. <laughs> <laughs> Some have tech decks, but no rec decks. Ikmer, you're gonna have to confiscate any hero decks that you can find. I mean. Just thinking, if, if you got any powers, this is Prince of Wolves, uh, just taking the deck, that'd be best. Don't I, don't oh. let them ask questions. From the crew? Yes. Uh, yeah, I can ask around. There's got to be a way that we can make a deal and it will be mutual. I'm not stealing someone's deck. Yeah, you would ask around. Uh, Godfeather has a deck. He would let you borrow. I promise to But you have to eat lunch with me. Is he still on the bad diet? <laughs> I don't know. Are you still trying to paint the flags? <laughs> don't want to invite him into the bilge then. Well, we don't care. <laughs> Lyra cares. Yeah, but purified food and drink, right? I thought we were supposed to be going in the bilge. <laughs> no. Well, oh, how God. else am I supposed to clean myself? Oh, 
Oh no! It's like a bidet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lyra's putting a lock on the bilge door. What do they call the bilges? Bidets at sea. <laughs> oh, actually, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> so you say you that. can you can certainly have uh, my deck if if and you need it. I I I'm not very good at harrow reading anyway. I just carry them around. I'm a su- superstitious person. I promise to put them to good use. They'll be well loved. Alright. What time's lunch? Let's give Godfeather the Audivian deck. <laughs> <laughs> no, because no, he's a navigator. To, it's a terrible idea, but it'd be very funny for Audivian just to look at his big-ass bird. <laughs> Staring at the card. Are, are, they, are you trying to trade me holographic cards? <laughs> That's dope as hell. (laughs) (laughs) These cards have a lot of sentimental value. I would like to keep them. In a a locked box. Yes, they can be in a locked box. They just remind me of what life used to be. Just no no more taking them out and remembering how life used to be before. Mm. All right, I'll just stare out at the sea instead. You do that plenty enough. Godfeather, if you really are <laughs> superstitious, it's definitely better to keep them in this locked box. They will bring I, I, us I nothing. I don't need to take your cards. They have sentimental value. Mine aren't, aren't no, take worth, them. Mine aren't worth the... <laughs> they, they ain't worth the, the stock they're printed on. I, I now imagine all of Lear's summons go from beautifully depicted great uh, summons to like a little torn at the edges, raggedy summons. <laughs> like flopped, bent over. Right, the creases in the <laughs> dog ear. They, they go from looking like a brand new Paper Mario to like wet Paper Mario. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a downgrade. Now I got these card sleeves from my local demon store. <laughs> so you do the Harrow reading this morning and, uh, and you continue to sail towards Regsmouda's reach. By late evening, as you see the red sky at night, you also see kind of the bank of ash. It looks like you're potentially approaching Regsmouda's reach. I would like to activate my ice armor. (laughs) (laughs) I believe there might be wisdom there, Lyra. If Regsmouda does not read our words and heed them appropriately... This conversation of words may turn into a battle of wills. And uh, he's going to buff up a little bit as well. I don't know that I'm going to go full bore, but maybe a couple 10-minute-per-level things. Uh, yes. On top of that, Tulia will be casting Stone Skin and then using it in Archive Reservoir to make that last 50% longer. Nice. Dope, dope, dope. And, and I would use another one to boost the caster level as a whole to just make it... All right, cool it, Magoo. <laughs> Lyra? Keep an eye in, on the water. Make sure that there aren't any creatures coming up from below. If she does summon creatures, you should be able to see them under the water, correct? To a certain point, if it gets... Well, I have dark vision, so uh, that at least will help. If they're in the water, though, they probably have at least a little bit of cover. I want to make sure that if there is a creature... You don't get pulled in. And Lyra casts freedom of movement on the two of us. Aww, That's a ten thanks. minutes per level. Really? It, 
I mean, Ickmer's really not into dead chicks, so... And he's kind of got a thing back back home, so... You're just close friends now. Sorry. But, uh, Sorry, keep your freedom a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I, if I can just cast it on myself and maybe Tulia instead, if you don't want freedom of movement. Well, just don't go showing any scales. Oh, she has way more scales now. They're hard to cover. <laughs> Ooh. Ikmer's Ikmer's got internal conflict. Then. All right. <laughs> also, Elizabeth, if she does end up commanding her crew in Golgon, be sure to relay that to everyone else as well so that nothing catches us off guard. All right, Hickmer. I can I can do that. Uh out of the fog bank, you see this black galleon. Make a perception check as it slowly looms out of the mist. Very poor roll for Tulia. Sixteen. That was a natural three for me, Brooks. I can see your face. Uh, <laughs> sure, Ikmer didn't do well? No, Ikmer uh, did quite well. In fact, with 13. <laughs> you, you rolled. That's pretty good. Rolled 13, well. yeah. Actually, not mm-hmm. bad. Uh, Durin got a 25. For those of you keeping pace at home, uh, I threw on a false life, a stone skin, and a free limit. 20 for Lyra. Durin, you can just make out. At first, you think it's the shadow of the Nigul. But it's a separate shape entirely under the water. Seems to be keeping pace with the Nigul. And the ship approaches and kind of confidently does a pass right by your port side. So for for flavor, we've talked a little bit about how Durin works with like the artillery crew here. There's there's a there's a couple really cool moments in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise where it's right before a big ship combat and everyone is like all on edge about to pull the triggers on the cannons. I'm thinking specifically maybe at like the end of the second one when the big Kraken's starting to swallow the ship and they're all waiting 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 and he's got like his 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 hands on the backs of a couple of these gunners like hold on, hold on, hold on. Those of you in the raised portion of the ship with the steering wheel as those two portions of the two ships approach each other. Anya looks across and locks eyes with the old woman captaining the ship and under her breath to anyone that's nearby. Her her eyes just go wide. She says, I know her. And then the door to the captain's quarters on the Nigul opens and Tulia, a flash of recognition from you too, as the lich you've been chasing strides confidently onto the deck. She stands behind the older lich, presses an undead hand onto her shoulder and sneers at the passing ship sneers at Anya and you can see like Anya turns pale as a sheet if you could hear and you almost could in the silence her heartbeat it almost sounds like it stops in her chest as Nana Opal strides onto the deck of the Nigul and she looks at your ship and she laughs what does she say Haley? 
Yeah, Haley, what did she say? <laughs> oh dear. It's the one who stole my precious saw. You'll pay for that one. You see this old woman lich. You see the recognition across the ships as she recognizes Anya and see what's, sees what's about to happen. But it's like a compulsion. And she looks up to the Golgon written on your flag. And you can see, like, for a lich. I don't know if this is something that's really been seen much, but she kind of smiles a little bit. And then she shouts something in Infernal. And Nana Opal looks at her, kind of that evil eye, confused. But Tulia, you can you can understand what's said. She says, Barlow, make it look like they're gone. Bring them to me. I need to speak to their captain. And the ship continues to pass. And then you feel and hear this rumbling from beneath. The ocean swells and starts to churn as this immense red whale rises up out of the depths. It has deep claw marks across both of its eyes, and yet their pupilless depths stare at the backbreaker as the night ghoul passes, and I need you to roll for initiative. Oh, holy hell. Lyra. Nine. Tulia. Nineteen. Ikmer. Fourteen. Durin. Sixteen. First in the initiative order is Tulia. Tulia's first action, or, well, it's not an action. Her, the first thing she's going to do, because she's close, she would be close to Ikmer, Lyra, Anya, Godfather. I, I would assume if we're all up by the steering wheel. Sure, yeah. Um, but she is far from Durin, and so she's going to shout to him in Undercommon, and assuming that he knows the language of drow and would shout out hold that fire do do not shoot his head snaps back he has not heard that language in probably a century and it, there's just this kind of look of confusion on his face i hope you know what you're doing we gotta take a chance and then she's also going to whisper to the rest of you guys not whisper but you know talk so that the other boat can't hear us sure and she would, she would say, Nana Opal doesn't want this to happen, but the other captain said, make them disappear. And that, well, I think, I think they even use the word vanish. And in that case, I think she's directing that whale. And it didn't look hostile, but I mean, I could try a sense motive, but I don't think it was worth it. Because <laughs> I have a plus zero, so <laughs> I doubt I'm going to sense any motive anyways. It might be a risk. Maybe we let it happen or at least at least see maybe is Nana Opal and this other captain are they fighting like is Ragnarok agreeing or not maybe we pause so with that Tulia's actual action is to just cast mirror image on herself just in case okay Duran he's going to direct the crew hold your fire we have a plan I promise and I am also concerned. However, put my faith in 
my friend here and what she heard. Durin is going to pull out a wicked looking syringe, whack a vein on his arm and run that thing in as he takes his mutagen for the day, which is going to make him invisible, but he's going to whisper into the uh, person's ear that he's behind. I'm right here. Don't worry. Going invisible, got to be charging. Fuck my special watch, this kind of shit. What am I supposed to do? It's just human rights violation. Ickber, you're up. He, while also slightly confused as far as this command, but Tulia sounds very much so like she she knows what she's doing and. Ikmer on the map is five feet away from Lyra, but not five feet from Tulia and uh, presumably Anya. Mm-hmm. And he'll say, stay close. I'll be able to take some damage from you if there's there's ever the chance. And just take a five foot step and uh, I don't know, total defense. You see an angry looking jet of water fire out of the blowhole of this whale. And let's be real, size categories in Pathfinder only go so big. This is the size of a ship, this whale. It's colossal, some might say. It's the same size category as the backbreaker. And it charges the backbreaker here. And you see this wake form across its huge maw as it just opens its toothy mouth letting out a yawning growl and clamps into the side of the backbreaker this is so concerning but I think it's the right call (laughs) okay one of you roll me a d20 and add 20 it's your plan I feel like it's a bad plan. I regret everything. Until it works, it's always a bad plan. Okay. Okay, so I rolled low. Hopefully it's a good thing. So 6 plus 20, 26. So you've just rolled Anya's ability to keep the ship right. Oh, so it wasn't a good thing. It was a super bad thing. As this terror of a whale rams into the side of the ship and you all feel that sense of weightlessness come over you as it starts to completely upend. Oh god. I made a huge mistake. Everybody make me a reflex save. I made a huge mistake. I'm very sorry, everybody. With that plus one insight bonus. You know what? At least you're owning it. The reflex save on this character is absolutely nasty. I got a 34. Okay. How about everybody else? Truly actually got a 25. True to form, Lyra gets a 10. <laughs> How about Egg? I also got my minimum at 11 with a natural one, though. Okay. Oh, no. The ship gets hit. The impact of that sends Ikmer and Lyra flying into the ocean. Tulia and Durin manage to grab a bit of rigging or maybe a railing. The deck is completely vertical when it should have been horizontal. And you hear the splintering of wood as the backbreaker begins 
to split in half. Lyra, you're up. You have just... Think of it like the Titanic, but fast for you. You have just gone from next to the captain, next to the wheel, to a completely flipped perspective, and you've just fallen 15 feet into water. And, I mean, you can feel... the Like, this is so big, you can feel the presence of this creature in the water, even 30 feet away from it. This has to be very disorienting for Lyra to be flying through the air, crashing into the water, the ship's breaking in half. There is a massive creature here. Look, what could we have done? <laughs> there is only there's only three people before this happened. I don't think you need to justify yourself. I okay. think I think <laughs> I think going for the Jonah in the whale situation was our best bet. Unfortunately, that did not pay. I out. went 100 for one piece. <laughs> <laughs> so Lyra is kind of struggling to kind of get back to her equilibrium and understand which way is up, which way is down. Uh, seeing this whale charge the ship, um, she couldn't understand what was spoken to direct the whale, but can she do either like a sense motive or like... You can uh, do a sense motive on the whale if you'd like to. Yeah, I feel like not knowing the language, I couldn't really do a sense motive on Rex Malda on like what she said, but I could do a sense motive on the whale's activity. Sure. Okay, see if I can roll better. Uh, 16. You're pretty sure a whale of that size could have landed directly on the deck. And chose not to. What I'm saying is you you think that it aiming for the ship was deliberate? So like it wasn't necessarily trying to kill us, but it is trying to make the ship disappear. I, I guess that's something. Um, Unfortunately, I like this ship more than I like most of the people on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so even with that knowledge, Lyra is at home in the sea, but... She is afraid. She doesn't know what's happening, but she feels like she needs to trust this creature and this woman that she has not had any contact with that's working with a very evil lich. And she can't control that fear and that feeling of doom that's consuming her. And it washes over her in waves and starts spreading out beyond her as Lyra starts giving off an aura of doom. So a palpable aura of, aura of horror is coming off of Lyra and any non-allies within a 20-foot radius need to make a will save or um, they can become shaken. Okay. And that's her turn. Tulia, you have hung on. Tulia is not strong. She's not going to be able to hold on to herself for very long. Knowledge check. Oh, yeah. We uh, should roll those. Uh, that is a great, great point. Uh, what knowledge can I do about this whale? Nature and religion. Both of them? They will get you different information. All right. Let's start with nature. 19. You know nothing. I figured. All right. Religion. Let's hope I roll better. I rolled this time a three. Yeah, you know nothing. <laughs> For a 17. But yes, I know nothing. All right. Okay, so I tried my knowledge checks. Uh, I mean, you could do a local. Regsmauda clearly said its name. Great point. 
also shit. That was also a three. Okay, wow. <laughs> Rubbing off on you. Yeah. You you should sit on the other side of the table for a while. <laughs> it's for the best. <laughs> oh, don't bring that over here. <laughs> I don't want to attack on principle at this point because I also, again, what she said was make it disappear. Is it just the boat? I think you're misunderstanding what she said. She said a couple things. She said, make it look like a massacre. Bring them to me. Yes. Make them disappear. If we're going to be brought to her, we're probably going to be brought to her in the belly of the whale. Yes. I'm aware of that. Summon a big, juicy something or another. I mean, I could do that. Blood in the water. Make it look like a massacre, as in make it look, look bad, and then make them disappear and bring them to her. So... It's, they're gonna. Dis- he's going to destroy the ship, swallow us all whole, and bring them to her. That makes sense. We wanted to go to her anyways. We just have to trust her and this whale. Oh, I mean, I guess you already did your knowledge checks, but uh, a knowledge check on what it takes to survive the digestive tract of a whale if we can't chill in its mouth. <laughs> Can I do a knowledge check? <laughs> You've already done your knowledge nature. Okay, yeah, that's fine. All right, so in that case, I'm going to just cast fly. Okay. So I can fly and not have to hold on to the thing. But I are, I know what she said, and I don't think there's a lot of ways of getting around it. It's a colossal foil. Yeah, I mean, you look at the bite mark, it's like 30 feet wide. Durin. All right, I just thought of this. First, I want to roll knowledge engineering on the backbreaker. Like, is this the end for this thing? Sure. Ugh, 10. <laughs> 10. Uh, even with a 10. So uh, a little peep behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. I beat the capsize check by about 25. Oh, so like, so, so yeah, like even there is a bad. gaping, just, like the bilge is gone. It's yeah. like there's a huge gaping hole in the bottom of the ship. And like the force was enough to push it over. Okay. So yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sure how, how hyperbolic we were being with all of this stuff. This literally is just, we are on a scuttled ship right now. Yeah, we just this, this thing. This thing has like yeah. three rounds before it's under yeah. the waves. All right. So knowing that, um, Durin's gonna turn back to Tulia, and I guess Anya and Godfather are still here. I don't. I didn't. Haven't heard from them. Godfather's just, in the water. Anya held on. Yeah. So it's so it's basically like Durin, Tulia, and a couple dudes, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it looks like seventy five percent of the crew yeah. is like in the water. <laughs> the ship is done for. It's time to abandon ship. I, I could roll the same knowledges to learn a little bit about this thing. I think we see where this is going. Julia would yeah. call back in Undercommon, though. She's trying to bring us to her by using this thing. Gods, I hope you are right. It's what she said. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm hoping you're right. <laughs> uh, nature, you said, was one of them? Nature's one of them. All right. Uh, uh, trash. Uh, 17. Nope. Um, what was the other one? Religion? Religion. It's one I have a chance with, but still rolling pretty bad. 22. No. Okay. I mean, honestly, even that kind of informs that, like, we, even if we wanted to try and make a stand, it, we shouldn't even bother. So, Durin is going to kind of take after his friend Tulia, and he's standing on this slanted deck, barely keeping straight himself. He's going to spend an action to make his big old bat wings burst out of the slits in the back of his jacket to keep him at least somewhat stable. 
Oh, shoot, maybe it would be better just to like touch the sea and jump in the water if this is what we're trying to do. All right, I trust you, Haley. Maybe I shouldn't, but I do. It, I don't know if I should trust myself. <laughs> so maybe instead, of, I, I apologize. Instead of that, he is going to rip open this little flask that is clear and it's got a little fish scale floating in it and he tosses it back and some webbing grows in between his fingers and toes. He turns to Tulia. He's invisible. She can't really see him. I'm going to join our friends in the water. Hopefully safety will find itself in the belly of the beast. And then he's going to dive backwards into the surf off of the backbreaker. Ikmer, you're in the water. You have uh, the ability to breathe. I've also got uh, freedom of movement, luckily. Mm -hmm. And with his armor, he has the ability to activate fly once a day. Does this whale have teeth? Yes. He is going to activate his armor to to fly. Mm -hmm. Son of a bitch, I have freedom of movement on too. I don't need touch of us. <laughs> Are they like weird whale teeth? Like brine or whatever? No, 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 no they're no, not no, like no. those. Yeah, they're, they're like, actually like teeth killer teeth. whale yeah. teeth? They're like monstro. Yep. I don't know what that is. The whale from Pinocchio. Griff, can I still jump in the sea, just not drink my touch of the sea? Yeah, that's if right. I have... Uh, Thanks, Monster. Brooks, for remembering that you had something that I also have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and to be honest, your your touch of the sea just sounds like Lyra water at this point. <laughs> Wait, doesn't Pinocchio get swallowed? Yeah. Another thing? Okay. Yeah. Maybe, know, maybe we'll be fine. It. Well, do you want to fly if we think we're going to be swallowed by the whale? I do. Okay. This thing has teeth, teeth. I don't want to take damage. So he is actually going to uh, fly over toward Lyra, offer a hand and say, grab my hand, Lyra. I don't want to risk being chomped on by this thing. We're going through the blowhole. Because is that how anatomy works? Yeah, sure. For sure. It's just an open hole from his mouth. Easy. No. Knowledge nature, how do blowholes work? Hey, Google. <laughs> What does, where does the blowhole goal go? <laughs> so you grab Lyra's hand and that's your turn. Could you activate the fly? Does the blowhole actually like protect us? Lyra could also do a knowledge nature on this, but it... don't fly in the blowhole. Without, without a knowledge check, I think you would you would feel that like whatever whatever jive you're getting from the rest of the group that is, hey, this thing was set out to like make a scene and take us somewhere, I think flying into the blowhole is probably a very visible way to show that you survived. <laughs> yeah. that, okay, yep, that's a good point. So, not going to activate fly, but certainly swim over to Lyra. This whale is definitely got his mouth open, partially full with this ship. It, probably like the corners of its mouth are pretty uh, exposed. And Ikmer will would point to that I exposed area. Durin is now in at least the area. Quick, let's if we're if we're gonna get swallowed, let's at least not get chomped on while we're while we're doing it. Good, go point. through the side. Good point, my friend. Says the um, drow-shaped void of water <laughs> as I'm invisible. If yeah. I'm going to die again, at least it's at sea. You're not dying again. We'll see about that. 
Okay, so the whale was about 30 feet from you because it came up to the ship. Uh, now that you're in the water, it kind of releases its grip on the ship and widens its mouth and dives. And you just feel this huge displacement of water underneath you. And then the surface begins to twist. And Lyra, you can see this plainly. The open, gaping, 30-foot-wide mouth of this whale has just opened beneath you. And a whirlpool begins to form on the surface of the water. And I need you all to make swim checks, those of you that are in the water. Even if we have a swim speed? Even if you have a swim speed. All right. This is a current. 19. 23. I've got freedom of movement. I really, I actually don't know how that works. Because it doesn't give you a swim speed, but you can move normally in water. Right? Yeah, I'm not sure if that, like, would prevent a current from pulling you. It might. But, like, we want this thing to swallow us anyway, so I'm not, like, going to fight it. The issue will will come very quickly here. Okay. Lyra? 19. Do you have freedom of movement? Yes, she does. You do? Okay, so those of you with freedom of movement are not moved by this current until there is no water. <laughs> Between the... This basically has suctioned a funnel so quickly that it's like when you overturn a bottle full of air underwater and it creates like this huge bubble and those of you without flight fall into the exposed mouth of this whale so who doesn't have flight on right now i did not take it on i did not lyra also can't fly so three of us and say i fly but i'm not in the water the three of you fall into the mouth of barlow along with godfeather and multiple crew members, some of which just hit a tooth and like break on the tooth and fall sideways. Uh, You manage to fall near the center of the mouth and everything goes dark. But it was my idea to get swallowed and I'm not. Come on in. Water's great. Lyra, make me a reflex save. Oh my gosh. Another two, so that's a ten. You take 34 points of bludgeoning damage as you just hit hard on, like, the ribs in this whale. As you fall, you you aren't able to right yourself cleanly or grab something to slow you down. Durin, same deal. Okay. Oh, geez. Uh, 36. 36. You only take... Well, unless you have evasion, which I don't... I do not. Okay. I got my stone skin on. Okay. Well, that, so that'll I mean, help. That'll yeah. Relevant, uh, 18 points of damage. Okay. Uh, and you actually manage to like hook a tooth as you fall between them. And that like slows you significantly as you fall. And you can just look up into the dark sky mm-hmm. as just these, these teeth just close over your vision. And I'm watching like debris and my crewmates and bodies falling yeah, like pieces of the ship. shit. Uh, thanks for making the, thanks for making my fucking reflex save sound epic. <laughs> Brooks, what's Ickmer get? 27. 27 is actually a success as well. You only take 14 points of damage 
I think you maybe like extend yourself to reach out a hand for Lyra, who looks like she's just like flailing like a fish out of water when this water just bubbles up and you reach out a hand, but you quickly see this like piece of ship fall between you and you duck and just like the metal of your armor hits the side of it. And you're able to like push yourself into the softness of its tongue and ramp your way down. And the three of you are in the belly of the whale. It's now Tulia's turn. Tulia would like to ready in action because there's more crew to be like sucked up here. Ready in action to fly directly in the next time the mouth opens. Um, So I think that's what she's going to ready. And then on top of that, Anya, who caught herself, Tulia's going to say, Anya, you got to get ready to fall. When that mouth opens, drop. This has to be the craziest idea. Okay. Those of you in the stomach, like, we're going to skip your turn. You're literally being churned around right now as stuff is falling in. You're, you know, you're rolling to keep yourself safe. Maybe you, like, you found, like, a piece of the ship that debris can hit and, like, you can hide under. One door that only, that, you know, two people could fit on, but only one stays on. (laughs) (laughs) You need to find find a new door. Um, Barlow, this mammoth of a whale, like, swims up now. Those of you inside can feel the movement, these powerful muscles as it just, like, breaches. And this looks like the scene from uh, the new Jurassic World with Chris Pratt when the creature comes out to to eat the great Mm -hmm. white that's hanging over the... It just rises out of the water like a freight train, mouth wide open. Tulia goes... You Rise go out of the water like a freight train, baby. You go, Anya drops. If Tulia can, she'll try to help Anya. And you just like the two of you just like turning in the air as these jaws close around you. What amazing imagery! And on the whisper of the wind, you can just hear Nana Opal cackling. And I need you to finish your drinks because we'll ah. see you next week. Jeez, oh, <laughs> I knew it. An Alaskan bullworm whale. (laughs) Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.